Hey soulmates, it is that wonderful time of the week where we go live for another episode of the Sustainable Speaker Series. If you're joining me and you're in Sydney, I'm sure you are observing a pretty big storm right now. There's a lot of thunder and a lot of lightning. So hopefully it behaves for this chat. But today is super, super exciting. I'm gonna be joined by Lisa, one of the co-founders of Arnie's Recon. And this is super special because as you know, when we jump onto these sustainable speaker series, often it's bringing attention to the concept of single use plastics. We talk a lot about how to reduce that and how we can all sort of do our own individual impact on reducing the need to use single use plastics and then how we actually repurpose and recycle them. But today is a little bit different. I wanna talk about electronics. We're talking about something basically that we forget about something that we all use every day we all have a laptop a phone a computer a tv you know old vcrs all of this technology that we're surrounded by and at the end of the day it still has an end of life and just to give you context over 50 million tons of electronics end up in landfill every single year that's insane. That is so much waste. You have to consider as another raw material in the world being thrown into landfill and we're not dealing with it. And I'm so, so excited because Lisa is, I'm gonna get her on in, in any second now, is part of this incredible organization that is free by the way. It is of access to all of us. There's no excuse where you can essentially safely dispose and they will recycle, repurpose, reuse all of these electronic materials. So it's incredible. And I'm super pumped to have Lisa join me so she can share the story and hopefully inspire a new audience and as many people as possible. So let's get Lisa on and I'll stop. And we can hear some incredible, incredible inspiring words. So she should pop on any second now. There we go. Hello. Hi. I'm Hello. actually have, you're going to get a two for one deal because I've actually got my husband, Adrian, who is the other half of, <laughs> of and, and we're both co-founders and, um, and, and we're both two halves of a whole of this business. <laughs> Incredible. So glad you're both with me. This is even better. Um, two heads are better than one, three heads in this case. <laughs> um, it's so nice to meet you and, and thank you for joining me and, and taking some time out of your afternoon. But let's, let's start with the basics. Tell us how did it start and what is it that you do exactly? Well, we were driving by, um, it was a cleanup time. And actually that was, that was your mom. We were, we were both yeah. having the same conversation I think many of us have about seeing the piles by the side of the road. Yeah. And, you know, you, you were... Yeah. So we were in, I think, in the eastern suburbs area at the time, and we were driving around for clues, and we saw some incredible uh, electronics, some of them brand new, uh, just because people didn't like the colors of them, out for um, hard rubbish collection. Now, hard rubbish doesn't, isn't supposed to collect electronics anymore, but they still go out. And we were just. Mm you know, um, aware of those 50, 50 million tons that are going to landfill and um, aware of all the precious metals that go, that, that go into making these products, the incredible amount of resource that goes into getting those precious metals out of the ground in order to make those products. Mm. And then we go and put them back in the ground. Um, and so, uh, 
Yeah. yeah. We had this moment, it was this, this like moment of truth where we just said, you know something, let's either stop complaining about it or let's do something about it. And, and, yeah. and it really was, we had been looking at what's next, what do we want to do? And both of us wanted very strongly, we felt we wanted to contribute something to healing this planet. And it wasn't an activist thing. We didn't want to be activists. We actually yeah. just wanted to do something. And Arnie's is a very in-action company. And so that's where it all started. Amazing. And I mean, you're going to talk us through in a moment, um, you know, what you do and how it works. But like that whole conversation, that whole statement you just said about how, you know, all these raw materials, so much work, so much money goes into, you know, literally pulling metals and and materials out of the ground to to make these things and then we're putting it straight back in like it's just can we just you know <laughs> highlight that for a second like yeah let me give you another point? example <laughs> yeah i mean it is it is literally crazy the um the amount of gold just gold there's a lot of precious metals and computers and electronics in general yeah the amount of gold, purified gold, often 18 to 24 karat gold that exists in computers um, is around about 100 times per weight um, than it is in gold ore. Oh, my God. And, and yet, so we bury that and then we go and find something that's got 100 times less and process that for gold. And it's so, easier to get. It's actually easier to get the gold. Get. It's yeah. easier to get. And, and the other part that I love is that Getting the gold from ore destroys the planet with all the processes yeah. and the poisons and the toxins, everything that yeah. goes into the environment and ripping into the environment, whereas taking it out of the landfill actually heals the environment. It's easier, it's cheaper, and you get a massively greater yield. Mm. It's crazy. Oh. Like, where does one even get that information? Like, it seems so natural for you. Like, you're you're telling these facts, you're sharing this information, like, where did you learn that? Where are you finding this? Because I don't think that's general knowledge. Like, how can it, well, we educate people? It's, it, it's not generally trafficked in the mass media, but um, yeah. it, it's quite easy to find online. Um, the UN has published all of that stuff. Um, the, the European Union's published a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, their, uh, the Economist has published a lot of that stuff. Very easy to actually find if you ask the question, you know. Um, but that's uh, what it is. We're not asking the question. Asking. We're, we're not well, conditioned to point. ask those questions. I think a lot of us, and this was our experience when we started, I think a lot of us don't ask the question because we don't want to know because we, we like to think that we give it to the council or to whoever our waste provider is and that's something happy. But I think in the back of our minds, mm. we, we don't. And there's a lot of us, like I used to be, we know it doesn't go to a good place. And so it just piles up in the house and you, you know, hope that it might come in handy one day. And it doesn't. You it know, doesn't. <laughs> you know the, the, the number of people who have told us they've been holding on to their stuff because they didn't mm. know what to do. And they're giving it to us because they know we'll do right by it. That The number yeah. of people who have been waiting for something out there, waiting for a solution, um, because they knew, you know, recycling is the, it's historically been the domain of garbage companies. And so waste collectors, which is a simple model, pick it up here and dump it there. And so they took on recycling because they were already in, they were already in with the councils and they said, yeah, we can do that too. Except their thinking has always been very much, okay, we'll just take it and just dump it there. And they go yeah. for what I call the sexy stuff, the computers and the, the phones and the laptops and stuff. 
that's not even necessarily the most valuable. It's just yeah. what everyone pursues. And the problem is, is that recycling is really complicated. Mm. Yeah. So we have a simple model. If you're going to do a best practice. Yeah. yeah. So our model is simple as we will pick it up for free to business. We're free to business. We're free to homes. We're free to government. We're free to everybody. And I think that was one of the most important business decisions that we made in the very beginning. And we argued over it for quite a while. I was saying, why don't we just charge $2 for it or something? And Adrian's whole point was if someone has to actually take out their credit card, that whole process is a barrier. So yes. we decided to eliminate as many barriers as possible and make it simple, simple to book, simple to, to, to organize, simple, simple, simple. But to actually then, um, once it gets into the warehouse, we have developed 67 discrete ways to recycle it. And mm -hmm. it is very, very complicated. It, we actually have um, created a circular economy around the world. And then um, that's Adrian's, Adrian's part, so I'm talking for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I want to hear all about it. I need, we need to know everything. <laughs> so, so um, I think, you know, one of the things I got from my, my working in the, the world of um, digital and, 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 um, and databases and stuff in the world was that there's this inverse relationship to, if you want to make it simple for the customer, you have to work really hard in the back end. So that yeah. kind of is already in the background. So we make it very simple for the customer. We'll take it all. There's no problem. There's no fee. We make that really simple. Um, uh, and then we took on the complexity of, you know, our brief was that we were going to recycle all of it and find a way to recycle all of it. And that was, in retrospect, a ridiculous undertaking that only the ignorant could take on. Um, but, but we're, we're almost there. You know, we've got one or two things that just aren't quite like, you know, uh, refrigerants uh, and stuff like that. We yeah. can't deal with those yet because we're not big enough. Everything else, uh, we've now, it's, as of today, 71 different products wow. that we create and bundle and send to different places. Um, you know, and we're always seeking the best practice. Sometimes, that, sometimes that's the one that sucks the least. But all of the, we, we, the one thing we're most proud of today is we haven't put a single electronic in the ground. We haven't given up on one thing. And wow. we, we haven't had to, you know, create a big mound of stockpiles. So. It's, it's so true, though. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, I used to live in Waverley Council District. Yeah. And they give you access to, I think it's two free pickups a year outside of the normal like rubbish pickups. Um, and then I recently moved to a different council, <laughs> a different district, yeah. and it costs money. And because yeah. I have a little bit of a background in, um, I used to be part of the Chamber of Commerce. I was the vice president of Bondi Chamber for quite a while. I had quite a good understanding of how these things operate and, you know, who to actually contact for recycling and who to actually contact for, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just remember my partner arguing like, you know, you have to pay for it now. Like, are you joking? They're charging you $50 to mm. give away your, you know, recycling or your rubbish or whatever it was. And it was like this mm. whole stupid conversation, but how simple it could have been for them to not have that fee. Like just from a customer experience perspective, like if, you know, some, if it was somebody else who was less educated about councils and who yeah. to contact and what to do, like I can imagine that would have felt so frustrating and so annoying and probably would have just stopped them from doing it and they would have just, you know, thrown it in the bin or whatever it was. So 
it's just those like little consumer psychology things that make yeah. such a big difference to doing good, like literally doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And look, the, the councils, the councils have the same problem. The opportunity yeah. is available to them. You know, yeah. it's not easy for them either. Um, yeah. The the you know the avenues available to them are really just large scale the same avenues that are available to us. Yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. their specialty. You know, they pay people to take care of that for them and. You know, it's it, they have an industrial industrialist approach where they just want to put it all on the top of a big blue machine and have it all come out, you know, as product the other end. And it just doesn't. You know, it's a labor-intensive business. It takes a lot of critical thinking, and um, mm. uh, and there is money to be made, but you've got to do the effort in setting it up. Yeah. And that's the thing is because we didn't come from yeah. the waste background. I come from. Um, I used to, to work with businesses and with executives. Um, we've got quite a storm going on. With I know, I can hear it. <laughs> in business performance, and, and Adrian used to work in digital marketing, and, um, and then in the early days, hospitality. And I come from a marketing PR background. And so we come from disciplines that, uh, that invite complexity, invite putting a lot of thought into things. And, yeah. and so for us, it came naturally. And I think... Uh, you know, the, the idea of keeping it simple to the consumer, to the, to the customer and, and, and complex behind the scenes makes things easy for everyone. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed the, the challenge of what can we do with this? You know, it's, it's how, yeah. do we, how do we take this item? And some of the items we've gotten, we, we found some really beautiful items. This is actually, I'll show you this one thing. It weighs about 30 kilos. Yeah, yeah actually, you do it. <laughs> Maybe don't move it. <laughs> Maybe the cat. one little thing. Oh, so it's, wow. A, it's a finger machine. Show the front of it. The yeah. plate of it. This is a custom-built 1948 Singer sewing machine. Oh, God. That's, That's a museum piece. And it still works like the day wow. it was born. It's in perfect condition. And I had, it, it was something I'd always had on my bucket list. And this came in. And it's so beautiful. And it works. And you know what? That raises the question of, can you define electronics? It's it's not just computers and laptops and phones no. and PC. But give okay. My next follow up question anyway was going to be: Can you give us an example of like the journey of a product? So what happens once yeah. you receive it and what what work is involved? But at yeah. the same time, like give us a little bit of context of what can I give you? What can I yeah. you know? What can you help me get rid of? Well, before before I go on the journey, the the easiest question actually is: What can't you give us? <laughs> what can you give us is everything right. else so there's yeah. you can't we can't take right now we can't take stoves ovens range hoods barbecues refrigerators what was the sixth thing uh anything with refrigerant gases in it. anything with refrigerant gases in it okay um but we're working on that we're working on that we actually are uh we need to find three million dollars to be able to create uh, to be able to locate i know oh just I look down the back of the couch and I have a <laughs> But that enables us to locate a facilities in an area that actually does need um, that, that, yeah. that does need a bit of a boost and to be able to purchase there's a, a, a degassing a fridge, a fridge degassing machine that will enable us to mass degas fridges and be able to really service the Sydney metro area and then we'll, we'll repeat that in other in other capital cities. Um, but that's a whole that's a whole separate until we can do that, um, and we want to make sure we do that best practice. So until we can do that, we can't take refrigerators. So that's basically it um, in terms of what we can't take. We can't take anything that has a biohazard. 
which is why Rangewood stoves, ovens. Um, we can take sense. anything else that has a cord. We take cords. Cords, you know, are full of copper. Yeah. So they're very valuable. So it, it's pretty much everything else. We do about half a ton just of wires uh, a week. Mm. Um, uh, wow. The uh, so, but that also includes also in includes things like old cameras. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, we get a lot of old iPods, iPhones, push-button phones, all the rest of it. Um, most recyclers would just grind those up and separate them into plastics and metals, and that's not a bad solution. But we actually, we go right from the top as who wants this as a collector's item, who wants this to refurbish it. And the interesting thing is that most old electronics have got collectors who want them as, as they yeah. are. Yeah. So if you, you know, just to lead on to the journey thing, if I might, oh, yeah. you know, so we... We go and pick up the electronics at a, a typical uh, domestic run, uh, domestic and, and business. Uh, we'll have a mix of everything. You know, we'll have old oil heaters and we'll have everything from that to, you know, it might be like a 1965 Pentax uh, camera, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so the Pentax cameras and things like that, we've got a community of uh, people who restore um, old uh, cameras. Um, we have an eBay store. Uh, where we sell typically to people who refurbish and we sell it as is um, and, and those guys take it and they put the love into it and they make it into something or they take four items, get all the good bits out of it and make one, one good one. Um, and then, um, so there's a lot of that. We've got, a, we've got a, an Apple Mac, uh, sorry, not a, we've got a Macintosh computer that's from the 1980s on eBay right now, which is wow. right, 91 people watching it, you know, they're salivating over it. So, um, <laughs> I have a yeah, question for you though, yeah. just yeah. quickly. You mentioned the cords, yeah, and immediately I thought of the construction industry, yeah. I mean, I can imagine then you've got such a special relationship with so many different industries, like, there's so much potential of crossovers here. Like, so my brother owns a fit out company, and I can just yeah. imagine, um, do they have their own workshop? and they try to be as sustainable as possible and reuse and repurpose a lot of yeah. sort of fit exactly kind of in the same mentality as you guys are going. So it could be such an incredible relationship to have with all these boutique agencies and craftsmen and, and people yeah. needing all these materials that if there's a way to sort of extract them from the court and, you know, repurpose them. Then, yeah, it's yeah. just, we yeah. do, it's incredible. We do have a relationship with fit out companies because when they're doing new fit outs, there's all that electric waste, all those yeah. electronics, all those bits and pieces that need to be taken away. That's and right. we've worked and, uh, construction companies are interesting because the way demo companies work is they're last minute. So they literally get yeah. notice that uh, today or tomorrow they've got to go in and do a job. And so we've tried that a few times. And the problem is we've now grown so large that we're booked out weeks in advance. Um, we have now community collection days when we're going to be in area. We've just had to take on another van. We've got another van coming in in March that we've had to get built because it's so hard to find anything here. If it's truly large scale, we've got partners. We've got um, yeah. we've got metal recycling partners um, who who help us to do the logistics. So if there's a massive massive job, say you know when they they demolished you know uh, part mm -hmm. of Ellen Harbour. Um, you know, we can drop a, we, we can drop, you know, um, uh, big skips down there and they can put all the wire in that and we can pull yeah. it out. So, mm -hmm. so we've created partnerships to give us scalability. Um, but, um, but I think uh, that's what it's about. I think the lesson here is that 
you guys need the community. Like you need as much support and you need to ensure that, you know, we get the message out there as wide yeah. and far as possible. So more people understand how incredible, you know, the work is that you're doing so we can support you, whether it is through word of mouth or through funding or whatever it is. Like this is, this is how big stuff happens. This is how change happens. It's, you know, you're mm -hmm. two people, you're a couple with an incredible idea and it's going to grow because you're going to spread the word in, in your immediate community and it's going to keep growing and growing and growing. And, you know, honestly, yeah, our success has been due to the, to, to the, yeah. the community yeah. bank being a big yes to it in the beginning and pulling us along. We haven't had to, honestly, we haven't had to push that hard, which is great because we've been able to focus on actually, you know, doing the right thing in the back end. Mm, the, first post we ever, the first post we ever put on Facebook, actually, it was December 22nd, 2019. We had 500 responses and wow. over 250 bookings in two days. Wow. Um, the, the, the community resoundingly said to us, we need wow. this. And, yeah. um, and, and, and we work very closely with communities and we're always uh, having uh, people contact us and saying, I'd like to, as a matter of fact, we, I, just, I just had someone the other day say, gee, I'd like to schedule a collection on my block. And then before I know it, they say, well, maybe I can just ask the blocks around me as well. And so now <laughs> we've got about four or five blocks that they're pulling into this community collection day. Wow. And we get that all the time. That's it, it really is the community has taken this on. And and that's the way forward. I mean, mm -hmm. that's it, right? Yeah. I have a fun question for you. What's the weirdest thing you've ever been given or found or picked up? <laughs> oh, there's been some weird ones. <laughs> we want to know. Oh, oh, we know. Wait, wait, there's where the elephant lamp, which actually, I, that, remember that one? That yeah, that was weird. It was uh, it was an <laughs> elephant with a lamp on the end of its trunk, and I put it up on Facebook, and someone said they wanted it, so I gave it to them. Um, weird slash cool. I bet it was worth it, a lot too. It's actually cool. I think it was bronze. Was that bronze? It was bronze. Yeah, it was bronze. It was but bronze. Yeah. In the weird slash cool, uh, we got this uh, 1956 uh, uh, radio receiver for communicating with um, jet airplanes that was. Uh, apparently part of the Qantas backup system back in those days, no fully operational, you know, that, wow. was, that was, that was pretty cool. That went to the US, didn't someone pay to have that shipped overseas? No, that was another thing. That oh, was, yeah, thing. it went to Canberra. Yeah, it went to Canberra. We get some pretty cool stuff. And, and actually, to be honest, there's a lot of people who give us stuff that they know is really cool and it's their way of just saying you know mm. good on you they know that it's worth money and all the rest of it it's their way of contributing so we you know we appreciate that stuff we had that recently i just got a note from someone saying i've, I've got these things and i know they're worth a lot but i know you'll take care of them and so i'm giving them to you and, and literally just to just to contribute it's and the, the community has been such a massive support and really it, I, I, it it's they've been partners yeah. They've been partners with us in terms of getting the word out, in terms of, you know, we'll go to someone's house and they'll have, we'll, we'll have on our notes, our drivers will have on their notes that it says a TV and they get there and there's half a van full because people will go from house to house and say, Arnie's is coming, have you got anything? And they all just bring it all in. And I think what excites people, and that's, that's, that's really what we've seen, is people are excited that mm. they, have an they have an option that they, and, yeah. and that they know it's going to be looked after. I think that's it's as simple as that if we're if we know there's a ethical 
sustainable solution if we're literally like handed it on you know on a plate like most people will do it most people do the right yeah. thing but that's the challenge is let's get you to as many places as possible and grow you as much as we can um yeah. but i guess in saying that how talk us a little bit like how can we support you how can we reach you where can we find you what what do you need from your community right now how can we support you give us your stuff yeah just <laughs> just <laughs> recycle that's really it give us a call um businesses you know what what really helps us more than anything is one stop many items yeah and so i think our biggest cost in the business is drivers transport. and and yeah. transport is is and and so I had personally, when we, in the early days when we drove, I personally drove an hour to pick up a microwave. And I remember saying to Adrian, what am I doing? And, you know, yeah. and, and the thing is, is that is because we did that, this is what we have now. But the best thing is when people organize community collections. And the other thing is that when people let people in their communities know about us, because um, it's just, you know, we're, we're a team now of 15, but, you know, in terms of marketing, most of that is, is logistics and the recycling inside of things. And we can't get to everybody. The most successful, like the, the, the more successful we will, the most successful we will be is when we go to a street and we've got two out of three homes in that street, hmm. because, yeah. you know, then we're not spending all day going from one stop to another. So, yeah. So the, the more successful we are, the more successful we are, basically. Yep. Yeah. And businesses, if you've got a business that, or if you know of a business that has a lot of stuff, yeah. um, we are, you know, as a social enterprise and a free service, whenever we do have large scale collections, that goes a long way. Um, yeah. And we're putting bins into apartments now. So we're putting electronics recycling bins into apartments and mm -hmm. that's, you know, yep. that, that's next level for us. Yeah, we just yeah. did that at Macquarie Park. And so there's, um, we're now servicing about 2000 apartments in a series of buildings. And so again, that means when we've got the recycling bins that are there, it means we just go and take the bins again. It's, it, it, and we know people like that because as soon as we drop the bin, they fill up. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna but happen. that's what it is, right? It's and also yeah. like just to flag this for anyone who's going to come back and watch this series. Like we all work somewhere. We all, whether it's you're in a small business, you're in a large business, or a big company. If you've got colleagues, if you work somewhere, talk about it. Like tell your colleagues, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your office, and you know, just like you said, like make it collective, make it community, mm -hmm. and you know, don't be scared to start a movement. It's the same thing with reusable coffee cups. I always say, like, literally talk to your neighbor, talk to your friend, yeah. talk to your mom, <laughs> talk to your mom's yeah. friend. You know, it's it's just about communication and sharing and getting the word out there. So if you work in an office and you all, you know, have bins and waste and whatever it is, like, I, I'm sure you can fill up something to, to pass on to you guys by the end of the week. Oh, Absolutely. we can drop a recycling bin in companies as well. Yeah, 100% um, we can do that. We can do community collections with companies where people bring from home and, and bring it in and, and we'll go and, and pick up from there as well. And we work with companies, we work with multinationals and global companies. We've had FedEx and um, Compass Group and BNP and Saatchi. Um, so we, we, we go across the board. There's no company that's too large. And no company that's too small, I think, is most important. Every so often we get people saying, I just have a little bit. Is it okay? We'll, we'll do it. We'll we'll still we'll do it. We'll still come and get a toaster. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we're committed to. Yeah. yeah. We had yeah. someone ask if we'll take an electric toothbrush. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll go and take an electric toothbrush. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no shortage. How amazing. I'm, I just hope that, you know, in this small little sort of 30 minutes that we're chatting, you know, one person sees it and it creates a little bit of a ripple effect and a little bit of excitement and, and, you know, inspiration to, to even one person out there. You know, that's the point of this series. Like, I just want to share and educate and inspire. And I think what you guys have created is bloody amazing. And as I've sort of said in the intro, like, it's not just about plastic. There's a world of raw materials that are ending up in landfill yeah. and we need to start thinking about it all, not just, yeah. you know, one, one small thing. So amazing, amazing, inspiring work, guys, really. Thank you. And we go, we go, thank you. Yeah, we go to schools too. And, and actually what I was going to say is my kids got into, um, into cups and into rather than doing takeaway cups, because I bought a salt cup, brought it home and my daughter promptly stole it from me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, can it I happens. have this? And, and I think that's it as parents, um, you know, educating our children. And so we go into schools as well. And I think that's it is we're both kind of in, in, in very much in the same place and that, um, changing habits that'll, that are, you know, that are more sustainable and it's actually very easy. Yeah, no. exactly. It's just bringing awareness to the thought. Like that's always going to be the initial struggle is just implanting the concept into somebody's mind. That's the first step, just letting them have awareness that there actually is an issue with you throwing your electric toothbrush in the bin. You shouldn't do that because we're not conditioned to think that way. You know, no. we've spent the last seven years learning about takeaway coffee cups because war and waste happened in this country. But, yeah. you know, this hasn't come to light yet. And people aren't thinking, you know, everyone's so obsessed with recycling and compost and takeaway cups. And that's bloody incredible. And thank God, like, it's amazing. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we're ignoring. And yeah. I this is what this is about. I just want to like trickle, sprinkle a little bit of awareness into some new thoughts and concepts that, you know, we can do better. We can keep doing better. Well, look, I take my, I, I pick up my canvas bag, drop my salt cup in it because it's, it, it doesn't leak. I don't have to worry about it. And off I go. And if people actually start to think like that, that's just, it, it, it's, it's the first of many steps, but it's, it's a great step. Yeah. It's a great step forward. Exactly. Oh, thank you so much for joining me, both of you. I'm so grateful that you both popped on. And there's so many inspiring things and conversations and topics in this short little chat. So I'm going to be saving this as an IGTV and it will also go live as a podcast. So if any of you want to come back and learn a little bit more about how to get rid of your electronics safely <laughs> and ethically and sustainably, uh, please follow Arnie's Recon on, are you guys on Facebook as well? I presume you're obviously yes, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, amazing website. You can learn all about it. Um, mm. All the merch. <laughs> I'll leave <laughs> all the information in, in the comments as well. But thank you so much for joining me. It's thank been you. such an honor. Thank you thank so you. much. It's been wonderful meeting you too. And thank you for what you do. Likewise. We'll talk soon. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.